Welcome to Eerie Query, the podcast where three breasts. Welcome to Eerie Query, the. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Eerie Query, the podcast where three best friends. I cannot stop saying breasts. Okay, but can we keep that in? Yeah. (sighs) Welcome to Eerie Query, the podcast where three best friends share. Weird tales and weirder questions from a queer perspective. I'm your host this week, Jordan Grimm, and I'm here with Allie London and Bree Brubaker. And I think Bree has an interesting question for us this week, um, but I feel like they're always interesting, so. But this one's especially interesting. Oh, we're putting the pressure on. We don't actually know. We, we never know what it's going to be. Jordan, we know. We do know? No, no you definitely don't know. No, I definitely have no don't. idea. All right, so my question for you today that I definitely had prepared is, if you were a Pokemon gym leader, what would your specialty be? Jordan, you're up. I think both Allie and I would be ghosts. Mm -hmm. See, I think you need a little more depth than that. Like, Yes, the old gym trainers were one specialty, mm-hmm. but a lot of them now would be like, oh, I have cute type. Oh, okay. I have like, mm. so like, let's consider like the Pokemon showing in, um, where's the Safari Zone? Uh, the Safari Zone is in Indigo City. I feel like usually when you have the Safari Zone, you also have like the beauty pageants and things uh-huh. like that. So I want you to consider, like, would you have cute ghosts? I need I need a little more depth from you for oh. this to be a true personality. So you're, like, building a team. Okay, well, first I'll say my favorite Pokemon is Mimikyu. Yeah. It looks very cute, and I like that it's, like, a monstrous evil hidden under, like, a cute little mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would play into that. So I, I, I'm really attracted to, I would say, ghost and fairy type Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I really like psychic Pokemon too, though. Um, I feel like that could be like a a vibe in and of itself. It's almost like it would be like ghost sun, uh, fairy moon, and like a little psychic rising. Yeah, I vibe with that. Okay, I like that. I want your big three. Okay, there we go. I don't have that for you. That's unacceptable. But I will tell you. Let's hear it. My specific. I would be, of course, ghost. Mm-hmm. But I would do, like, ghost poison, or I'm going to call it ghost rabid. Like, anything that's just a little unhinged, um, mm-hmm. but very cute. Like Trubbish. Yeah. My favorite of the day. Uh-huh. Phantom. The Phantom Stump. Yeah. 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 Like, just give me the weird ghosties that are cute, but also, like, could really fuck you up. Not that Ooh. he could, but, like... I'm realizing how stupid it was to ask my two friends on a ghost podcast or supernatural <laughs> like, oh, do you like what kind of Pokemon? Do you like? Ghost, obviously. Yeah. What ground? Ground, dirt, really? Dig holes? No, I'm kidding. Mm. Oh, That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got me. I was mm. like, your Virgo is showing. <laughs> but if they had a Pokemon that was a ghost ground and it was like. Uh, tombstone or something mm, that'd be like cool that. or like really evil dead like a tree that pulls you under the yeah or like what if like one that could walk through walls i just want danny phantom 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I went with Shadow Cat. But yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Danny Phantom makes a little more sense in yeah. this context. I would be Danny Phantom with Ghost Rabbit tights. I just want to be the hot babe. Little goth. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what would you be, Bree? Um... As I was thinking about this question, I had a really disturbing realization about myself. Um, and it's here that I have to come out to you as a horse girl. Uh, come out. <laughs> oh, Lord. You have been talking about chomping horses' butts for so long. It's cute aggression. Don't judge me. <laughs> I just... The, the idea that this was hidden. We met you and you're like, I'm from Texas. And then there was like... When a, I thought it was straight, same vibe. Yeah, it was like a whisper, like, I'm a horse girl. Like, there was a vibe that... I don't, I don't, I don't like braid my hair and prance around the field anymore. No, you're like the one that had like real horses and not like was a horse. I did both, but oh. we're going to move past that. I love um, this. <laughs> you just set up little jumps. Sometimes you gotta practice your ups. Sometimes you gotta practice it with kids on your back. True. It's fine. Oh my lord. It's fine. I had a lot of friends. I was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have a ghost podcast. So, um, I would definitely collect like all of the horse and unicorn types. Mm-hmm. But I also, so I'm thinking like. I definitely have a cute style gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to have an emphasis on um, water Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Actually, so I like really like Lapras, Dratini. So I probably have like just the basic Pokemon that horse girls love. Yeah. Like Dratini's face kind of shaped like a horse face. Yeah. True. Lapras, you ride like a goddamn water pony. So like. Yeah. Really, the, the vibe I'm going for is Ponytail, Rabidash, Horse Girl Chic. It's like conceptual it. horse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I like it. Kingdra. I, all I can think of is what would be perfect here are the horses from um, Lord of the Rings. Yes. That, that stop the water. Oh like, it's God. literally. Girl, mm-hmm. did you not know? No. You didn't know. No. I was so in love with her in that scene. Right. It was yeah, At, yeah, it was Liv Tyler. Gosh. It was um oh. Arwen. It was yes. Arwen. And like I read the books. I know what Arwen's yeah. actually like. But But Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler's mm-hmm. Arwen. I was her three Halloweens in a row. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that bitch and her little water ponies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To this day. It was Pippi Longstocking by it before that who uh, lived in her house with a horse. So, <laughs> yikes. Yikes. My, we, that was an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got real good at putting the little wire hangers in my oh hand. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, from that, let's get back to our actual scary stories oh. about scary childhood. I am things. so <laughs> fucking fun. Is it Jordan? You have something for us today, right? I do, actually. So, I think today I wanted to talk about the spirit box. <gasps> yes! I think it's just something... Okay, so I have a lot of personal experience, actually, with a spirit box, which is a story I'm really excited to tell. Mm-hmm. But first, I um did want to preface it a little bit and kind of give a little backstory to the spirit box. So as you 
may have known, the spirit box itself was actually invented by Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, who had a weird obsession with the occult. Which, you know, something that's really interesting, and if you all just have, like, a day where you're bored and want to fall down a Wikipedia um, hole, mm-hmm. look up, like, an old historical figure and type, like, the occult in. Because yes. there are so many historical figures who just had this obsession with the occult. It's almost like you can see a weird line with an obsession with the occult and fame. Mm-hmm. And even a lot of modern celebrities are secretly really into the occult, like Ariana Grande. Yeah. So are we talking like crossroads kind of? Um, not line even from occult to usually more, uh, seances because seances were fucking huge. Yeah. But sense. like, um, an example would be like Benjamin Franklin predicted yeah. his own death using astrology, you know, stuff like that. And, I will say about Edison that he did steal a lot of stuff. Yes. So I would love if we had, and of course, the people who steal don't keep historical records of who they steal from. Mm-hmm. So we'd also love to know like where he got the idea for this and how he workshopped it and who went into that. But of course, that's something that like yeah lost to time and the people so... who steal. I'm kind of picturing him like... Um... Grinch walking. Oh my god. Away from mm-hmm. uh, Nikolai Tesla's workshop. Yes. So I actually have a little bit more of more information Ooh. on that. So to give you some backstory into the invention of the spirit box. Now this is where it all gets kind of a little interesting because a lot of I've heard like through the grapevine that a lot of people think he invented it because um his mother died who he was really really close with and his obsession with communication with the dead spawned because of that obsession with wanting to reach to his mother. Um, But the thing about the spirit box is Thomas Edison was very, very anti like seance and anti mysticism. He, um, which would have been really, really popular at this time, like the late yeah. 1800s to early 1900s, especially mm-hmm. after World War One, it again, like gotten a renaissance because so many people were losing family members mm-hmm. that they were desperate to reach out to or family who were missing that they wanted to know if they were still alive. I, if I remember correctly, he was super against them specifically because his mom and had, him had like a secret code. Mm-hmm. That after she passed, if she was able to communicate with him, she was to tell him. And he never was able to find anything that gave him the code. Correct. So it was kind of like this like enormous loss, but then the hope never mm. being met. So that must be like a second tragedy. Yes. Well, and then the big thing with Thomas Edison, too, is he really wanted to pull... Um, the communication of ghosts away from mysticism and into technology. So, which I find to be really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Now where this like phenomenon started with the spirit box would have actually been in the year 1920. So one of Thomas's Thomas Edison's best friend was actually the founder of Forbes magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like James Forbes or Forbes was his last name. So, 
Thomas Edison was constantly interviewed in Forbes magazine mm-hmm. before his death. And Thomas Edison was like a prick, but he, um, him and Forbes ended up getting, having a huge falling out and they didn't have any articles published on Edison for four years until eventually they reconnected. And that's when he brought Edison back. And that's when Edison released the article on the spirit box. Mm. And so this article caused like a national obsession with the spirit box. Now Edison claims that he had been working on this secretly with a group of scientists to create this, but he had never been able to successfully get it to work. Um, That wasn't said in the article. It was a follow up. But in the article itself, he, there was an obsession with radio waves at this time. And he had said that he was going to use that technology to, um, save the hiccups. He was going to use that technology to create pretty much a radio station for the dead. And this was very much sold as, um, a like up and coming technology rather than like something that is like, wouldn't this be cool if we could do it? So he was like, this is a possibility. Yes. Oh my god. When America became really obsessed, I guess um, Forbes magazine would receive over like 600 letters a day. Oh my god. In the hopes that they could try and communicate with their lost ones or there were even people who were near death who were wanting to know how they could dial into this when they were a ghost. That's really interesting. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about it from the like morbid yeah uh, like near death uh perspective like trying to find ways to make sure you can tie back in yes um so the thing that's kind of argued about this is a lot of people thought that this was really genuine from edison but there also were rumors that this was a publicity stunt and this is not something edison ever believed in but it was just to gain popularity um especially i think thomas edison was known to be like more of a talker yeah like than anything like he liked to garner attention Mm. but it's pretty stereotypical scientists like so you have like Mm -hmm. the people in the lab who are working really hard and like yeah and then you have the flashy one who (laughs) takes everybody everybody's um credit and it's like oh look at what i did it's like bitch you have not been in a lab for yeah many years yeah not that i would know anything about that (laughs) so fast forward to the future um to the early 2000s a man named frank some frank something who would have passed away in about 2014 um recreated the spirit box. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the one who's largely credited with it. He even released like a public schematic. So anyone could try and like emulate it. Cause he mm-hmm. just could not get it. Um, like, uh, into mass production. He really wanted to, but it just wouldn't happen. His approach to the spirit box. I find really interesting because the spirit box is used by ghost hunters today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's used a lot differently. So how Frank Sumpton would use it, was he created the spirit box and he would leave it on Mm -hmm. and he would put an EVP recorder next to it. 
he would not ask questions. He was very much mm-hmm. against that. He wanted to pick everything up organically. Mm-hmm. So it was not so now it's mostly used as like a communication tool by ghost yeah. hunters. He was very against that. He just wanted to pick up what it was going to pick up. And if you ever go on YouTube and you look up Frank Sup- Frank Sumpton, it's S U M P T O N. There is a ton of YouTube clips of recordings coming through on this. Um, but I did want to go over a few of them with you all of um, predictions that it made from his recording in 2009 that actually did end up coming true. Is this kind of like a... Is this Spirit Box kind of like an inspiration? It feels like it's one of those things that like was so popular and prominent in culture that like it kind of transcended through like film and stuff because all I can think about while you're talking about this is Bumblebee catching... For radio signals and yeah. Yeah. and it feels like like that's got to be inspired by like using that to the radio waves to communicate it all feels like it's related stems from so i'm gonna have a story pretty soon about my experience with the uh, with the spirit box and the ghost hunter that showed it to me which would have been actually about 2009 like right after mm. the predictions i'm going to talk about But supposedly this spirit box was kind of like a ghost hunter white whale. Like this was the thing that they, they, the Thomas Edison spirit box became kind of like a myth Mm -hmm. itself and being able to recreate it. Cause a lot of people believe that Thomas Edison actually was successful and it just never became public. So a lot of people became really obsessed with creating this themselves and how to properly do it. Mm So, yeah, it was kind of like a, a myth that had kind of spun. Hmm. I know in Supernatural they go to the, his museum and see it. Yeah. Is it actually on display? <clears throat> like the prototype or whatever? You know, I'm not actually sure. He would have made about three dozen of these. Mm. I don't know where they're displayed at. Yeah. But when you think about dedicating your career to this, like making this only three dozen times, like that's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so here is, so he would leave this on and he would always leave it recording. Mm -hmm. And this is what it would ambiently picked up and predicted in 2009 that actually did happen. It predicted earthquakes in China. Um, and a earthquake in Reno, um, that actually did happen. It predicted um, that a 70-year-old woman house would be broken into by teen thieves and she would successfully defend herself with her favorite, and it even said, Emerald Lagasse <laughs> frying pan <laughs> by hitting them in the head. And that actually happened to the brand. She was able to defend herself with an Emerald Lagasse um, pan it predicted that CBS would offer free streaming to iPhone users, which did happen. Uh-huh. And of course, now some of these are interesting because, of course, it happened before this stuff would happen. Uh-huh. But if you're a skeptic, you have to think like, is this picking up like advertisements, radio waves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a really weird one because it's very oddly specific. Mm-hmm. But it predicted that Obama's first dog. In the White House would be a Portuguese water dog. What the fuck? That's very specific because, like, 
it's not like it's a poodle or a yeah. Tree, yeah like i don't talk about portuguese water dogs that much it, yeah. yeah exactly um it predicted um a global coastal event of catastrophic catastrophic proportions um in 2009 which did happen and then the last one was it predicted an early spring (laughs) in march which again i love how hyper specific (laughs) the the earth will crumble and the sky will fall and also an early spring early spring also watch out china devastation (laughs) across the land CBS will stream yep. on iPhones. Carry a light jacket. <laughs> Starting in March. The fuck? Oh, a Portuguese wild. water dog. <laughs> but the last thing mm-hmm. that it ever predicted to Frank Sumpton was that he would leave within a month, a month before he died. What the fuck? How? <laughs> So, sorry. Is this like one of those things where, it, like, how do the predictions sound? Like, are they radio bits, or? I mean, can we can we include a clip in our? Yeah, I mean, I can play it for you here. We'll probably. I have a lot of clips, so I'm gonna play one. There's so many. This is one supposedly he got of Michael Jackson communicating through. This would have been recorded in 2014. So this would have been... So this would have been recorded after they had been listening to his album, his last album, all day. And then they just put... They resumed, like, putting the spirit box up. And this is what they came through. I have not listened to this yet. Are you finished? leaving the um so according to the video um because the first thing it says in that video is kitty cat school so you kind of have to listen for things and piece together yeah but the person who put it together says that her daughter before going with school would actually put on a classroom of her own for all of her kitty cat stuff animals oh cute so that's a little yeah you say cute i don't think i'm thinking cute I don't think I'm meaning cute. Okay. <laughs> I say cute, but with goosebumps on the side. With goosebumps on the side. Yeah, that that's wild. Yeah, so, I mean, we've played with spirit boxes yeah. in, like, our little ghost hunts. And we, we, had ex- we had success when it was a professional one. Yeah. I don't think apps work. No. Because it doesn't have the equipment to do it. No. Like, yeah. um, but... When we did, uh, and one day we'll have to do oh, mm-hmm. probably a multi-part episode about when we went to Trans Allegheny Asylum, mm-hmm. and I want to go back this winter or spring. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one where it did work, and we definitely got communication. Uh-huh. And luckily, our guide, 
uh, we were talking to a, a spirit in the boys' bathroom, and there was an adult man in there. And the guy was like, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to give this guy any of my time or energy. He's like, no adult man should be in the boys' bathroom in his afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> so he very much was like, yeah, you can communicate through it, but like, choose who you're communicating with. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if this person's a sketchy person in the afterlife, like, just move on to another space yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. So I will say... Um, the thing that always intrigued me about the spirit box is um, in the field of ghost hunting, like it's so like the spirit box itself is so visceral and tangible, mm-hmm. which is just the opposite of what really ghost hunting mm. tends to get. And it's clues. It's almost like you have to piece things together. And I do think that's still true of the spirit box, mm-hmm. but um, just the way that you're, you're picking through like actual words and sounds like something that's so like real in the physical plane. Mm -hmm. I just find it really fascinating. And when the spirit box craze happened, I was actually in college at the time. So this would have been the same year as these predictions that were made 2009. I got very, very fortunate. So I, when I was going to a private university, which was also supposed to be incredibly, incredibly haunted. I didn't have a lot of experiences there outside of this, but it was a civil war hospital before it was ever a college. Mm. Would you mind sharing the college and yeah, area um, since it's gone? It, it doesn't exist anymore. It was called Urbana university. It was a private university, but it was so small like it was almost as small as my high school was so i just couldn't keep up and it eventually shut down and it was so expensive to go there um um i was actually there on a music scholarship which will be relevant a little bit later just because that's where a lot of the haunting supposedly happened was in the music area so so i was part of um a planning committee and our job was to procure entertain was to procure entertainment for student functions so like we would have assemblies where you could either some of them were paid some of them were free where the students could come and there would be like a show and one of the people that we were able to get in contact with was a ghost hunter and he was coming to do a presentation and <clears throat> I really, really wish I remembered his name. Supposedly, he was in the sci-fi chan- on the Sci-Fi Channel, but I don't think he had his own show. Yeah, maybe like a member of a team. Exactly. Of I do remember very strongly what he looks like. Mm-hmm. He was um, a tallish um, white guy with long, like knee-length blonde hair and a blonde beard. I want to say his name was like Chris. I might be wrong, but it's been like 13 yeah. years now. But he um he was predominantly a um ghost hunter, but he did say he had some medium type abilities. Um but that was just not his like focus. He was a ghost hunter and specifically worked with like electronics. Mm-hmm. But he was coming, and usually we did not always have a great turnout at our events. But this one, everyone loves ghost hunters. We, it was, like, packed. And so he gave his presentation on ghost hunting. And what his focus was was actually the spirit box. Mm-hmm. 
So he had the spirit box out and he kind of gave a little bit of a spiel on Thomas Edison, not about like the Forbes article or anything, but more about his mother and Thomas's Edison's upset, Thomas Edison's obsession with the occult Mm -hmm. and his spirit box and how, like I had mentioned, it's the white whale about how everybody wanted to get their hands on a spirit box for ghost hunting. Like if you were big in the ghost hunting world, like he was on forums and everything trying to find one. And so he got on like a really famous or popular ghost hunting forum at the time and said that he wanted to try and recreate the spirit box. Like that was his goal. But someone ended up messaging on that forum and like they were rude. They were like, you're an idiot. Like, don't like just stop trying. Like I've already made it. Like it's been made. It's been perfected. And I almost have to wonder, because the spirit box looks really nice, I actually wonder if it was one of Frank Sumpton's spirit boxes. Yeah. Because it it was crazy. Um, wow. So he, he had it there. And he actually ended up going and driving to this man and meeting him. And he wanted to learn all about it. And the guy actually ended up gifting this spirit box to him to keep. And he brought it back to his ghost hunting um like a location that they worked out of and actually kept it in the office as a joke like it was <laughs> a novelty that they all would laugh at and um until one day someone had turned it on cuz they were showing it off and they forgot to turn it off and he actually heard two spirits coming through and it was an older spirit teaching a younger spirit how to use this box. What? Yeah. That's sick. So of course then he was obsessed with it. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. I gotta pee. Whenever. Okay. So the assembly ended. There was probably about 300 people in this assembly. Um, And I got extremely extremely lucky because after the assembly the ghost hunter told us that he was going to randomly point at eight people in the audience and they were going to get to go on a personalized ghost hunt of our campus and i was one of the eight people chosen jordan you're a chosen one i am and it still to this day remains one of the best nights of my life it was so fun let me tell you Well, especially because here we're now talking about technology and spirituality intersection, and it just leaves so much room for, like, was it real? Was it not? It just, like, the the whole campus was talking about this for, like, two months after and everything that we found that night. So... It was it was a lot of fun. So first, let me build you a picture of what Urbana looked like. So Urbana would have been, um, Urbana University was in really rural Ohio. And it would have been, you had to drive pretty out of the way to an old part of town to get to. To the campus itself was centered in a forest (laughs) where trees had been cut out in a circle and the campus plopped there. So you had to drive down a really long road to just get to the campus itself, which was so isolated And even, like, I remember even if, like, the really hot days on campus were never that bad because it was so shaded by the trees. Like, it was very, very remote. 
and each building was really far apart. Like, um, there would have been five or six old buildings. I think the newest one being built in the eighties, which was the student hall, Mm -hmm. but all of the old, the actual, um, dorms and, um, learning buildings i don't know what to call them (laughs) would have been from the the classrooms would have been from the 1800s wow yeah um the most haunted place on campus was actually supposed to be the library which was the only building we did not go into and that library is creepy it was the bathrooms that were supposedly haunted oh why is it always a bathroom i know right some pervy ass ghosts Uh out there Mm -hmm. yeah but now the thing is you have a bunch of young adults mm-hmm. um, in a remote area mm-hmm. in the country in supposedly one of the most haunted places in Ohio. Like Urbana University was rife with our own personal urban legends and myths about the school itself. And to this day, I've looked up so many of the stories that we came across them that we all knew, the eight of us walking around, mm-hmm. but I could not find them anywhere online. That is one of my favorite things because so much of it lives like... Like oral tradition. Yeah, yeah. word of mouth yeah. of just, hey, did you hear this? Like, that's yeah. such an almost rite of passage, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So that was the end because, of course, my thought was maybe they're, he opened the spirit box and the spirit mm-hmm. box was a lot clearer than anyone I've heard since. Like, it was quiet, but it wasn't making the (laughs) noises that all the new ones did. The the Halloween Michael Myers movie? Yeah, exactly. It's so spot on, though. Yeah. Yeah. They really... Yeah. So, our first thought was maybe he had, like, a van with someone, like, who was talking (laughs) through it. But that got debunked later, which I'll go over. Mm -hmm. I want to actually start the tour itself. Mm Mm-hmm. So we start this tour and he said he was going to take us to three buildings on campus. Mm -hmm. And he had decided to choose the buildings just based on where he thought Mm -hmm. he had got the most activity in like an earlier walkthrough. Mm -hmm. And so the first place that we start was the art building. So the art building was really interesting because the campus was all, it was like a pretty far walk to each building, but you could stand in one spot and see every building except for the art building. It was a down a winding road that actually led into town. And it sucked if you had a class <laughs> in the art building, cause you would have to sometimes dart mm-hmm. to get to it. Cause it was probably a good half a mile from anything else in the forest, in the forest on a uh-huh. dirt road. And it makes sense that we had a lot of urban legends about the art building. Cause not only was it old and looked like an old schoolhouse. So it wasn't like a large building, like all the other ones, but it would be the only thing that you would pass. If you had decided to walk at like midnight by yourself to the UDF. So a lot of people of course were scared of it and would say they would see things, the things that they would commonly see was supposedly there was a student who hung herself in the art building in the 50s. And they say if you walked at night, you would still see a silhouette of her swinging from the the little... It had like a bell at the top. Mm -hmm. You would see her swinging from the bell. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. So my college was small. Mm -hmm. And most everyone knew each other. 
because it was like I want to say this college maybe had like 500 people in it which for a college is tiny truly yeah um so we went to the art building first and we only picked up one spirit and here's what was interesting there was a girl in our group I felt bad for her but um I'm gonna call her um Melissa Mm -hmm. it's not her real name I don't remember her real name but she was not well liked on campus she just was kind of like a blabbermouth and um would talk over people like she didn't annoy me too much but people would talk about her behind her back a little bit and the first thing we opened the radio was ooh, ooh, melissa's here like in a really faint voice like melissa they don't like you it just kept singing oh my god yeah it was like i thought they didn't like me but they don't like you melissa Like, things like that. That is true power to not only be able to communicate from the afterlife, but to reveal secrets and stir up shit. Isn't that crazy? What a power. But it would not stop talking about this girl. Oh, my god! It was the only thing I wanted to talk about. She kept saying she kept feeling like someone was watching her. And, yeah. I have a quick question. Did Mm -hmm. she have a lot of classes in that building? I think so. She kind of looked like a 2010 arts Mm. artsy girl um but i was like we had mutual friends but i just didn't spend a lot of time with her so i'm not positive um but we actually um had to have her go wait outside just so we could make get this this spirit to start talking about something else poor melissa that poor girl yeah we didn't send her out by herself and she was asked as well she were like they were like the ghost tenant was like, hey, would you mind just waiting outside just to see if we can pick up anything else? I thought you were like, go in the forest and wait there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this haunted-ass building where you're yeah. being watched by this ghost that's bullying you. Bully? That's the worst part. It's, she was being bullied by a yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. But the spirit had a lot of personality. Um, her talking about this girl was the thing that really stood out in my head, but once she did left... Um, she really liked to talk in kind of like a rhymey tamper, like yeah. tamper, which I guess would make sense for someone who hung themselves in the art building where they probably spent all their time. Because supposedly that had been the art building for a long time. Yeah. Um, but we did move on. Mm-hmm. And now here is when, because at first I was like, this guy, even though he's, he, this ghost and I was from California, I um, was like, okay, he probably like paid a student to like give him some information and like kind of coach him on what to say. Maybe there was a microphone. I tried to be like a skeptic, even though I'm the type of person I want to believe and I don't want to ruin the fun for everyone. So I'm not going to be like a buzzkill. Yeah. But here was the part because we had another kid like this was a kid I was actually friends with with us and he was a super skeptic. He was very anti-spirit. Mm-hmm. The next building we went to was the math and science building. Now, every student was going to have a class here. So the rumors with the math and science building is this is... Factually, this was the main Civil War hospital where people would go to mostly die. Yeah. But supposedly, and I say supposedly, but this is never... This is pretty much confirmed the John Doe's would be buried in the basement of this building. And supposedly there were hundreds of soldiers buried there um, who would even, if they wouldn't get recognized, would even get shipped to Urbana just to, yeah. yeah. Cause what do you do in, 
in times of crisis like that. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. Burial rights are like one of the first things that go out the window, sadly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so now this was the part that was kind of the hardest, I think, for my friend who was a skeptic to mm-hmm. digest. We first just using typical ghost hunting means he had a lot of cameras. I mean, you would take a picture mm-hmm. in these classrooms, and I mean like dozens of orbs everywhere. <sighs> and so he was a little nervous, but we turned on the spirit box and he turned the spirit box on and it like was a symphony of voices. Like, and I was like, I don't, cause at first we're like, okay, probably has someone in the car or some people like a team in the car and they're like miming, mm-hmm. um, like through a radio, which would be hard to do. This does not sound yeah. like a cheap or easy. Yeah, that would be an expensive, yeah. like, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, prank it wouldn't even yeah. be a prank that would be like but, a uh what's the word story. yeah like um mm-hmm. yeah there are easier ways to fake it than yes stuff like Why that would you bother? Yeah. yeah especially you don't know melissa's gonna be the one on the door like yeah nothing could be recorded before. be like you know yeah. it'd be really great i'm gonna scare the shit out of 500 kids at urbana <laughs> yes yeah yes so um we're in here in the in the vo- the recording the voices are saying things like can you please tell my wife i'm here or i'm okay things like that um where am i like um why does everything look so weird like things like that but it was just very much what you would expect mm-hmm. but when i i mean like you could barely make anything out cuz there's so so many voices coming through um, and I think this is where we spent the most amount of time, but I think those two things kind of sum up the experience the most. So after that, so this is the thing that everyone kind of talked about the most. Mm-hmm. I want to say we, we actually went into four buildings, but these are just the three that's sticking out in my head. Mm-hmm. But we go into where I spent all of my time, the band and choir room. And now this was not a large... And theater. Theater also was there. Yeah. So it was the performance arts building. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very tiny. Um, about 10 years before... Actually, not even that long. Um, a few years before it became the band in choir room, it was actually the student center. Mm. Um, so we get in there. And now here's... Let me tell you the urban legends about this. And I will say... One of the stories might even be a little offensive, mm-hmm. not necessarily at face value, but if you really digest it. A lot of urban legends. Yes. Are. So. These ones are specifically Urbana legends. Twice sorry, as I've been, bad. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. <laughs> so, about three or four years before I went to Urbana, there was a lesbian couple at are at the school um one of them had graduated but unfortunately the other one had sadly um committed suicide and was no longer with us mm-hmm. and of course this became it's a small town so are this really like yeah. rattled like um it was talked about a lot mm-hmm. but supposedly um the girlfriend who survived her other girlfriend became really, really obsessed with the occult and witchcraft. 
and so she and two of her friends, um, which according to rumors, these were like the gay goth kids, which already it was early 2000s, did not have. So a lot of these stories can start because of fear. Right. But supposedly she drew a pentagram burnt or burned a pentagram into the band room that was supposedly still under the carpet and her and her friends tried to communicate with her dead girlfriend. So it was just something she never got over and it was very traumatizing for her. Um, there was also another death that actually happened in the student center and it was a, a lunch lady cause they used to serve there. Um, and she just unfortunately had a heart attack and passed away while she was working. And, um, just because it's important, she did not speak any English. She was um, solely a Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. So we're um, in the band room, and immediately it, it just feels very unpleasant. And um, he was like, the ghost hunter was just like, I don't really feel very comfortable about this, but if you guys want to, like, we'll turn on the spirit box. But he's like, I'm just not getting, like, a good vibe. Yeah. from this room so and of course this is the building i spend all of my time in because i was in <laughs> band and choir um so we all get in a circle we turn on the spirit box and immediately something starts speaking in a different language mm-hmm. and um one of the kids with us is a spanish major and he was like hold on i think i can make out a couple of words and he was listening and he was like mm-hmm. that's not spanish no. And he was like, yeah, he was like, that's Latin. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. And then the uh, ghost hunter turned off the spirit box and was like, oh. we're not messing with this. We're done here. And he's like, but I'm going to come back and deal with it later. So luckily I was never in this room late at night or alone. Yeah. I weirdly, I'm a person who's had a lot of ghost experiences mm-hmm. in my life. This supposedly super, super haunted university outside of this day, I actually did not have a lot of experiences there. Um, I will say I was always surrounded by friends and people and I was always running around and doing things. I was very rarely there. Jordan's bragging about being popular again. Uh, Jordan has friends. <laughs> I, I have so many so friends. So many friends. Yeah, like, especially in the episode where I already talked about how hard it is to have friends as a horse girl. Yeah. yeah. I was like, we're really rubbing salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. Jordan's Which, like, I wasn't Melissa, but you can self-reflect. Yeah. But that bitch Melissa, also probably a horse girl. <laughs> I, I was jealous. None of the ghosts mentioned my name. So. True. <laughs> what a great call out. She like, was the, right? Yeah. She was the popular girl that night. <laughs> that is fucking terrifying. That is yeah. really creepy. It, I mean, the rest of it is cool, but. Yeah. No, thank you. It was a way to end the tour. See the difference between Bree and I? She's like, yeah, I go to the other parts. And I'm like, let's go to the mall. <laughs> let's see if you got rid of stuff. I mean, it just sounds like a movie, like all the witchcraft yeah. and I don't I know. Think, okay, yeah, with the with the early two thousands goth thing. Yeah. I mean, like I had so many stupid ass rumors yeah. about me and like stupid Texas. I mean, like oh, the goth kid sacrificing children in her cello case. Okay. <laughs> but at the same time i'm like well we're, our queer friend group i mean the, 
There is some overlap. Yes. But which came first? That's, yeah. That's, and I think going to find answers and out of grief Mm -hmm. is a very reasonable, I think how it was probably shared at the time in the early 2000s was more gossip, can you believe? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think it can be the same experience, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Wow. All I can think about, man, your whole, this whole thing has made me think about Buffy so many times. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, think about, like, Willow and Tara and, like, um, the Techno Witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all very cool. It really is. But, yeah, I just, um, I really love that intersection of technology mm-hmm. and um, mysticism. And I am so curious to see what the spirit box, the thing I didn't do much research into, has turned into today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Especially with the death of Frank Sumpton. Yeah. He was the big proprietor. It, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. It's still huge today. I think a lot is. So the modern thing that's done that I've seen most of the time now. So it started as don't ask questions with him. Mm-hmm. Then it became ask questions. And now, like in our experience, um, most of the time, so you don't get that bias of knowing, asking the question, and then you can hear what you want. Um, you'll have one person put on soundproof headphones and that are hooked into it. And so they're just telling you the words that come out. So yeah. you're talking and asking questions, but the person who's telling you what the box says can never hear what's going on. Oh, that's a good way to mitigate some bias. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely much more like of a middle ground where you can still ask or, Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like sometimes you'll be just having a conversation between each other, Mm -hmm. but there will be things that pop up like jumping in. So I'm not the biggest believer in the spirit box. Um, Same. Especially a lot of uses of it in media. But I do think when it's just scanning and you have that person removed from the situation and they're not going like dying, death, or what the phone apps always say, it's like yeah. murdered. Oh, of course. Loss. Children. Like the worst. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's really interesting. I honestly, I mean, I come in here kind of like the least knowledgeable about um, like ghost hunting specifically. Mm-hmm. Um because again, urban explorer, but also a chicken shit. Yeah. Uh, but um, the spirit box sounds really interesting, and I'm interested to learn more from y'all about like how you feel about mm. that versus like the communication through flashlights and like, because we've had yeah we've had interactions through multiple. And we definitely had interactions yeah. where like we were talking to one spirit, and it definitely uh-huh. felt like one was cutting in and interjecting mm-hmm. and following from room to room i yeah. have chills again yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> could be the open window could be he never stopped touching me it's fine yes i'm fine yeah that was <laughs> that was true. a lot we will share that one another one of my family house mm-hmm. uh when i now have a so Bree's like well i don't know all of this but i literally have a ghost hunting go kit so, like, Brie uses it with us. Like, yeah. I don't think that's not knowledgeable. I just, like, y'all have a bit more um, historical mm. knowledge. And, like, I honestly, when Jordan, you started talking about the spirit box, I had heard of it. Mm-hmm. 
But that's why when you brought it up, I was like, oh, Bumblebee. Okay. Like <laughs> you were explaining it and I had very little context. But I love that because I'd never think of Bumblebee. Like, so it's, it's yeah. funny when you're not exposed yeah. to this your whole life, what mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. come out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. How many nightlights to sleep after this story? You know, through Melissa, I was like, oh, one nightlight. That's fun. Uh-huh. Like, I don't mind a little ghost mm-hmm. chat. I like, I like to get mm-hmm. some tea. But um, Latin for me, three. Three nightlights. <laughs> no Latin. I'm going to learn yeah. Latin so I know when to get the fuck out. I, I know enough to know red flags. Mm, no. You run to red flags and I... Mm. <laughs> I didn't say what I do with red flags. True. I just recognize. Myself, so I can just throw you over my shoulder and out. I would say for me, two flat, two mm-hmm. nightlights, but I would also definitely go dark mode here, where if we were there, I would turn off my flashlights. Yes. Let's experience. So I would still... Half half broken flashlights so we yeah. can get some chat going. Yeah. Yeah. My, my MacGyvered. I would be interested in going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan, how do you feel after now? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so um, I, I obviously was not even really scared in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a more, it seems like weirdly rather than um, kind of a ghost hunt of that eerie feeling of like trying to, because a lot of times when you're doing ghost hunting, it's too get a little bit of that thrill, like that adrenaline thing going. Same with like watching horror movies. This one felt, this hunt felt really informative. Mm. So for me, probably a one, um, uh, and the one is probably for the haircut I had at the time. That was pretty horrifying. (laughs) My Justin Bieber era. The real trauma of the experience. Yes. Um, We all had to live through the early (laughs) times. Yeah. Exactly. But I will say, if anyone is listening and you're familiar with the area and ghost stories of the area, please send us back. If you have any stories about spirit boxes, yes. any things that I may have missed that we would like to learn, um, I Urbana definitely... Urbana Legends. Urbana yeah. Legends. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not do a deep dive. I um, just kind of went over... You remembered all this. Jordan did not have a fucking phone up in front of their face or anything. Like... From memory, mm-hmm. I'm very Spare impressed. Spare boxes are cool. They are so cool. Yeah. 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 If you have stories, but also share. if you want us to go further into stuff yeah. and take that deep dive, I'm willing to put on my little submarine suit. <laughs> I said I'll put I said. on my blue glasses. What are oh damn mm-hmm. blue mm-hmm. light lenses? Oh, <laughs> oh I'm putting for up my what computer. You're putting down. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this week's adventure. Find more at EerieQueryPod.com. Share your stories to EerieQueryPod at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram at EerieQuery. This has been your hosts, Jordan and Bye! Bye!